When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. Quite a bit happened with the NFL last night. Uh, in the, I mean, what else can you say when you have a monster game out of Melvin Gordon and all you can talk about is Kareem Hunt? I mean, the return of Kareem Hunt just completely changed that uh, Chargers-Chiefs game. I mean, he was a difference maker, he brought it last night, and oh boy, did he make a statement. I mean, the Chiefs crushed the Chargers, and again, this this goes back to what I was afraid of. Like, statistically, the numbers were all slanted into the Chargers' favor in that matchup, even though it was a road game, and I mean, the Chiefs just blew the doors off of that game. I mean, it was tight at half, but second half, I mean... Hunt just put on a show. Over 150 yards rushing, a couple of catches, two TDs. I mean, he netted you over 35 points in uh, most fantasy formats. Uh, is What else are you going to say? I mean, the guy was an absolute monster. Uh, so, uh, you got to tip your hat. I mean, if this was uh, uh, the analogy, because, uh, I mean, Hunt crushed me. Uh, in DFS lineups, because I uh, I zigged when I should have zagged. I tried to fade him. Complete mistake uh, there. But uh, that that that's just the tip of the hat. Uh, or if uh, you want to go with the baseball analogy uh, with uh, Pedro Martinez, uh, you do something along the lines of this. Uh, yes, the classic line of Pedro calling the Yankees his daddy. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a situation like this and you're in a fantasy football playoff, that's all you can do. You can just tip your hat. 
I mean, at because realistically, you can try to chase the points <clears throat> and make really risky decisions, but honestly, it doesn't really work. It is what it is. You take you take the uh, you take the heat that you got from Korean uh, Pond if you're going to, up against them. If you're obviously if you have cream uh, uh, hunt, uh, yeah, you're loving it. Uh, I mean, uh, you're not uh, you're not going to tweak much today. You're going to stick with the game plan that you had. But like I said, if you're trying to win a fantasy matchup and you just had a thirty burger dropped on you, uh, I mean, not much you can do other than uh, figure out the game plan. Figure out areas where you can increase your uh, your scoring floor, but if you're trying to chase the boomer bust players, you, you're just asking for trouble. So, uh, with that being said, I'm gonna get into uh, the actives and inactives today. So you got Leonard Fournette inactive for the Jags today against the Texans. Uh, Chris Ivory has to be the number one pickup right now this morning. So if he's Still on waivers somehow, because uh, I mean Fournette. This is nothing new with Fournette. I mean he's missed games before, so Ivory should have been picked up weeks ago. But if he hasn't been, you go grab him now. Uh, and Ivory is a uh, he's uh, he's an RB two candidate just because of volume alone. Uh, so uh, again, uh, Fournette owners, you gotta be should have had him weeks ago, but. Uh, anyone else, I would say, and you're trying to get some running back production, if maybe you've got uh, Duke Johnson with a tough Ravens matchup, uh, you slot him in there. Uh, but uh, definitely uh, you got to make a move uh, to grab uh, uh, Chris Ivory today uh, uh, just uh, just kind of balance yourself out. So uh, in terms of the... Uh, players to look out for today and uh, right off the bat I'm I'm looking at uh, a situation here where uh, you know this is a uh, this is kind of a classic uh, situation where you got um, pricing that is out of whack Kenyon Drake of the Dolphins had a monster game Monday night against uh, New England part of it is is that uh, because it was a Monday night game these uh, the algorithms that uh, FanDuel and DraftKings use uh, are out of date. So uh, the f- the performance didn't necessarily get factored in this week. It, it will by next week. But Kenyon Drake is only 5,800 on DraftKings and 6,500 on FanDuel. He is a must start this week uh, against a Bills defense that has struggled most of the year. Yes, they've had better performances as of late, but they've given up tons of yardage on the ground. I mean, last week they were playing in a snowstorm. Indy's not that good, uh, but Frank Gore still put up a, a ton of yards on them. Uh, you got to play Kenyon Drake today. I repeat, you have to play Kenyon Drake today. Regular fantasy, DFS, you got to play him. That, that's, I mean, that's. there's no big fans or butts about it. These are the matchups you're looking for when you're trying to win a playoff game or if you're trying to make a dent in cash games on DFS. Uh, like I said, yeah, Kenyon Drake uh, is a definite play. Uh, I think the ownership is going to be high on him too, but you know what? That comes with the territory, but uh, you got to you gotta make, a, uh, make an accommodation there to get him in your roster. 
Uh, other guys you know, to look at, <clears throat> uh, just from the standpoint of, uh, again, we're talking matchups here. You've got Alex Collins against uh, the Browns. Uh, for the most part, the Browns are a joke. They're trying to get through the rest of the season. I mean, yes, the defense has been better than the offense, which isn't saying much. But Collins is priced at 6600 on uh, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings. Uh, he's priced at five grand. Again, these are matchups where you're looking at it from the standpoint of I got low salary amounts and I'm trying to maximize uh, my money here. So I, I, I got to... I gotta try to make the most of it. Uh, the third guy I'm looking at is Mike Davis on Seattle. Uh, I'm looking at a Rams defense that gives uh, up at least uh, four yards a carry to running backs. He's priced at four thousand on DraftKings and a bit higher on FanDuel, so uh, at fifty-eight hundred. But uh, you know, at least on DraftKings, you got you gotta make a strong consideration of playing him. Uh, again, you're trying to get the valuation uh, in a good spot here because primetime matchup is New England and Pittsburgh. A lot of people are going to be gravitating towards Antonio Brown. This is, I, I was saying for weeks, this is why you should be afraid of Antonio Brown because this is the classic scenario where Antonio Brown going up against New England, uh, the Patriots find ways of just neutralizing your best player. I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I don't think Antonio Brown's putting up the points that everyone says he's going to put up. I I I will I will eat, uh, I'll I'll take it hard if uh, you say I'm wrong and uh, Antonio Brown wins you your fantasy football championship. I'm just saying as uh, stylistically the way New England approaches every game is they take away your most reliable player of getting points. Uh, now, the Steelers have the added benefit of, oh, well, we have Le'Veon Bell, so we'll run the football. I think New England's going to figure out a way of blanketing Antonio Brown and forcing the Steelers to rely this game solely on Le'Veon Bell. So my suggestion is you play Le'Veon Bell and you you work on anybody else on the Steelers catching passes from a DFS standpoint. If you're regular fantasy, yeah, you have to play Antonio Brown. I'm just saying, all those projections that you have for Antonio Brown, cut them in half. It's realistically, you cut every projection you have for Antonio Brown in your fantasy league in half and then reevaluate your team from there as to who you need to be having in your roster because. Again, if you're relying on those expected points from Antonio Brown today, I, I just don't see it happening. I, and I think what's happened sometimes is people set themselves up for failure by keeping those projections in mind of what they typically do versus what an actual game situation another team is a, going to attempt to do. And New England just has the knack uh, they'll stretch the rules. They'll they'll grab and hold, but they're gonna figure out a way of slowing down Antonio Brown. I, I'm I'm just looking at this that it's easier to slow down a receiver than it is a running back. Uh, so the it, uh, the point of attack for New England's defense against the Steelers' offense is to slow down Antonio Brown. So if you tell uh, so, uh, obviously you're 
asking Dwayne uh, if you can't trust Antonio Brown from a DFS perspective, uh, who can you trust? And, you know, given the absolute stink bomb that was left by Keenan Allen last night because Philip Rivers was just so erratic. I mean, I you know, I could say a lot of things, but there's something about Phil Rivers in certain tight spots where he just gets so amped up and he just makes some really questionable throws. I mean, like, you're like, just scratch your head. It's like, why would you even force that throw in there? I mean, that's who he is, but man, this is just crushing. Anyway, so who can you trust? Uh, You know, I'm going Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas uh, is the most reliable fantasy receiver this season outside of Antonio Brown. That's just the fact of the matter. Uh, Michael Thomas has averaged 14 points a game, 10 out of thir- uh, 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 10 out of uh, 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 13 games uh, this year. Uh, uh, I mean. I, I, I just don't know what else you can say about that. It's just, you know, he's going to get you your points. I mean, uh, the matchup today, he's got a Jets team that allows six most po- uh, fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Yes, uh, he's most likely going to be facing off against Morris Claiborne. But again, because of the Jets situation with Josh McCown out and Bryce Petty in, the Jets are going to be punting the ball a lot. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be very conservative on offense, trying to avoid the turnovers uh, on the road. I, I look at this as a matchup where Michael Thomas could get a lot of uh, action today. Uh, I think they're going to be kind of nursing Kamara uh, because this is one of those matchups where the Saints know that uh, they can win this game uh, uh, without too much effort, but they don't want to get their guys too banged up, so... I think they're going to nurse Kamara, so I don't think Kamara's going to see as many targets in the passing game as he usually does, uh, even though he's been ruled active. So I think this situation where Thomas actually gets a few more play calls uh, going his way, so you can uh, you can look at him and getting uh, a bit more uh, involved in the offense. So I'm looking at Michael Thomas. I'm looking at uh, Adam Thielen against uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I think that's a favorable matchup. Marvin Lewis has already announced that he's leaving the Bengals at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, there's a possibility that uh, the Bengals could play hard for him, but you know, I'm I'm not that uh, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, another matchup I'm looking at is uh, from the standpoint of you know you got two matchups here that could be very interesting. Uh, now, it's uh, it's one of those where I I look at something and I'm seeing the numbers and I'm saying that number is way too low. I'm looking at Alshon Jeffrey against the Giants today because I say this because the Giants have been so banged up this year. Yes, I know it's Nick Foles at QB, but the Giants have given up multiple uh, passing plays over 20 yards a game. I think this is a very good opportunity for Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith to have big days uh, against the Giants secondary. That just gives up big passing plays. Uh, you know, Eli came back, and, I mean, it was pretty much 
the exact same scenario that we've been accustomed to all season from the Giants. I like uh, Alshon Jeffrey uh, to be a top 10 wide receiver. I think a lot of people have him outside the top 20 uh, just from the standpoint of they're looking at it and saying, Carson Wentz isn't there. The, the, the sky is falling. And I'm just saying, Nick Foles can throw the ball down the field. This isn't a situation where uh, you got a QB who can't throw the football. Foles can throw the football. He can't move a lick, but, uh, I mean, the Giants' pass rush has been lackluster most of the season anyway, so why would today be any different? I think Foles isn't going to get that much pressure, and I think he's going to air the ball out. And I think when you air the ball out against the Giants' secondary, good things happen because Landon uh, Collins has been uh, compromised all year. Eli Apple went AWOL weeks ago. I mean, not even weeks, months ago. Uh, Jack Rabbit's been injured. I mean, he's at, he's done for the year. Uh, I mean, it, realistically, the Giants are a mass of injuries. I, like I said, I, I just look at that as a top 10 matchup for Alshon Jeffrey. People just are, are kind of sleeping on him, in my opinion. Uh, other guys to look at, you got Devin Funches uh, uh, versus the Green Bay uh, secondary. Uh, you know, I like Funches. It, it's just I like Jeffrey slightly more, but, you know, Funches is another top 10 uh, wide receiving matchup uh, that I like uh, going into this. Uh, you also have Doug Baldwin against the Rams. Uh, Baldwin's been quiet as of late, but I expect a big game out of uh, him today and Russell Wilson after the lackluster performance by Baldwin last week, I know Russ had the monster fourth quarter to get Seattle in this, but like outside of that fourth quarter, Seattle was very lackluster on offense last week. I think they're going to step it up this week uh, and a must-win game against the Rams. One more player I'm going to throw your way, and that is Jordy Nelson, the forgotten man on, <laughs> to say the least, the forgotten man on Green Bay. Uh Jordy just did not have any rapport with uh, Brett Hundley, but Aaron Rodgers is back. And, you know, question the decision for Aaron Rodgers to come back all you want. Uh, Green Bay is going to do everything they can to make sure he stays healthy, and Rodgers is going to do everything he can to not get hurt with that collarbone. That being said, he's going to release the ball and try to find Jordy Nelson as often as he can. Uh, Nelson is 7,200 on uh, FanDuel, and he, he is uh, uh, 6,300 on DraftKings. I also have him as a top 10 wide receiver. That's not going to be ranked in the top 10. Uh, so, again, uh, you're looking at uh, high upside guys that are under the radar. I'm looking at Nelson. I'm looking at Jeffrey. And, you know, we, we take it from there. Uh, if we're looking at uh, the next uh, lineup in terms of uh, running backs, uh, you know, I talk about Le'Veon Bell. You play him, obviously. Uh, Gurley, I'm a little bit more skeptical of because of Seattle's defense. I think they're still, I don't think it's going to be a repeat of week three where he was only held to 50 yards. But, uh, you know, I've got Gurley going in my fancy playoffs. Obviously, I want a big day, but, you know, you temper your expectations. I think. Uh, if he gets 75 yards and a touchdown, you got to live with it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, I just, uh, in Seattle, I think the Seahawks are going to gonna try to ball out because it, it, it's, their, it's their playoff game right now. So uh, I, I just think, uh, and, you know, it is a playoff game for the Rams in a way too. But, uh, 
uh, I think Seattle's just going to go after it. And that's uh, that's just uh, the way it is. So I expect points in that one. I just don't see the points coming from uh, Gurley as much this week as uh, he's currently projected. Kamara, uh, you know, I look at him and I'm saying he's ranked too high right now. I think the Saints ease him back into the offense, but not at the same clip as he was because, again, they don't need him uh, to be playing uh, uh, the full amount of snaps against the Jets. They can win that game with Ingram and being uh, a little bit more conservative with Kamara in the, uh, in the game. Shady, obviously, you're playing him against Miami's uh, defense, uh, which has been uh, all over the place this year. You don't know which Dolphins team is going to show up, but you're playing Shady uh, in fantasy. In DFS, yes, uh, you can slide him in there too. I'm just looking at it as, uh, you know, you're. I'm, I'm looking at it as I'm trying to save cash on uh, uh, matchups that I think you can have max uh, maximum bang for bucks. So that's why Kenyon Drake's in the mix. Uh, after that, you got Devonta Freeman. Uh, I mean, if you already had Kareem Hunt and you're playing a week-long lineup, good, good for you. I mean, uh, he was a pricey play, but uh, he, he came through and then some. But, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, like, difference makers, uh, I already kind of laid out there with uh, you're looking at the Alex Collins of the world. You're looking at Kenyon Drake. Uh, Mike Davis can uh, do some damage for you as well in the flex position. Uh, so uh, you can take uh, take it for what it's worth there. Now, on the tight end side, uh, Zach Ertz should be back in the lineup today against the Giants. I would definitely take a look at him. Yes, I know people are afraid of Nick Foles. doesn't matter. It's it, it's because uh, you're not... The the premium that you would have to pay for Gronk, I mean, it's going to cripple your lineup from a DFS perspective. And Pittsburgh, I think, is going to uh, try to double-team Gronk as much as they can because uh, of the Ryan Chazier injury. Uh, they saw last week how much they struggled uh, with uh, defending against pass-catching uh, running backs. Uh, I, I think uh, between Gronk... Uh, Burkhead and Deion Lewis, uh, they're all going to be vying for touchdowns from Brady today. Uh, I, you know, like I said, you can pay the premium for Gronk. It's just I wouldn't necessarily uh, go uh, crazy over it because uh, again, uh, I think there were going to be multiple opportunities out of the backfield uh, for Burkhead and Lewis to get points. Uh, but uh, you know, it's a uh, it's not it's not the most ideal matchup for Gronk this week, uh, uh, suffice to say. But if you want to pay up for him, you can go ahead. But uh, I would say as alternatives, my suggestion would be Delaney Walker and also uh, uh, Charles Clay. Uh, just from the matchup standpoint, Walker's got a matchup against San Francisco, which is a sieve on defense. Uh, just from the standpoint of... Uh, they give up a ton of points. Delaney Walker, uh, 5,200 on uh, DraftKings, and I believe he's about uh, 60. Yeah, he's 6,500 on FanDuel. Uh, so I would look at it from that perspective. Uh, Charles Clay it will run you about uh, uh, three grand on DraftKings, uh, and he's uh, 5,300 on uh, FanDuel. So uh, a little bit more uh, degrees of separation on. Uh, DraftKings to get some mileage out of Charles Clay. But, uh, you know, again, 
you're trying to maximize uh, some of these matchups here, and uh, that that's the way I kind of look at it. Uh, so uh, I'll get into my lineups for the week right now. Oops, sorry about that. Just had the mail person come in. All right, so <laughs> back to what I was saying uh, with the fantasy lineups. Uh, on FanDuel today, uh, I'm going to go with a lineup uh, just kind of based off of what I was talking about. So uh, got Russell Wilson as QB. Uh, 8,400, uh, Kenyon Drake, 6,500, uh, Mark Ingram, 8,300 against the Jets, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, 7,200, uh, Devin Funches, 7,300, Jordy Nelson, 7,200, Charles Clay, 5,300, Gaskowski as kicker, uh, 5,000, and Saints defense, uh, 4,600, uh, so that leaves me with about 200 bucks in the bank, uh, gives me some flexibility if I want to upgrade, uh, Saints defense uh, to the Vikings uh, to max out money, or if I want to do Eagles defense against the Giants, uh, you know I get I give myself some flexibility there uh, with the lineups uh, doing it that way. Uh, over on the DraftKings side, I got a couple of options uh, I can play around with here, uh, but uh, you know in in terms of uh, what I want to do with it, uh, you know basically. Uh, I, I got um, I've got uh, uh, the following matchups. So I've got Russell Wilson I, again, um, my QB seventy three hundred on DraftKings. Kenny Drake as my, uh, as uh, one of my running backs fifty eight hundred. Uh, uh, Shady McCoy eighty four hundred. Uh, you got um, pairing uh, Wilson up with Doug Baldwin uh, over on DraftKings. Uh, so Baldwin 6700. I've got Jeffrey 5900. Uh, Nelson at 6300. Uh, Charles Clay 3000 as the tight end. That's no brainer because of how cheap he is. Uh, Mike Davis uh, four grand in the flex spot. And uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, defenses, I'm actually gonna play uh, San Francisco for cash considerations. Uh, you know. Uh, the the alternative here would be if I uh, uh, play the New England's defense. And again, I know people are going to say, Dwayne, how can you play New England's defense at 2,500? Uh, I think the New England defense is going to figure out a way of slowing down the, uh, uh, the Steelers' passing game and cause some turnovers for Big Ben. So, uh, you know, I may, uh, may alternate between the two. Uh, this is just one of those where I kind of look at it and say, uh, if you're if you're trying to maximize everything uh, for a tournament play, uh, you know, I I would say that the the Patriots are going to be very low owned. Uh, 49ers are also going to be low owned, but I I think there's always possibility for a special teams touchdown. Uh, based off of what I've seen from Tennessee's uh, special teams unit. Uh, they've been vulnerable to that, so I'm, I'm looking, uh, and the 49ers have been trying out some interesting things, so I'm looking at it from uh, kind of like an alternative play here. Uh, the other uh, the other thing I could also do is if I downgrade uh, Russell uh, with uh, Cam, uh, that opens me up for some possibilities with uh, changing, changing out the defense to uh, include uh, the Vikings, uh, at 3,500, uh, doing it that way. Uh, so, uh, 
the that would be the alternative lineup would be Newton, Drake, McCoy, Baldwin, Jeffrey, Jordy Nelson, Charles Clay, Mike Davis, and the Vikings defense. Again, you know when you're trying to be flexible with your lineups, uh, you you gotta allow yourself the opportunity of playing different people. But I just look at this week as in terms of the quarterback play, it's either Cam Newton or Russell Wilson for me. Uh, they've got premium matchups uh, that have high potential for scoring for both of them from a passing and rushing perspective. So uh, that's uh, that's what I'm comfortable going with today. So, again, uh, since I kind of painted myself in the corner about this yesterday when I talked about it on the podcast, uh, I wanted to end with this because it just brought so much joy. So even if I lose my fantasy matchups today, I got what I wanted. So the lowly Knicks who did not have Kristaps Porzingis, did not have three NBA All-Pros, did not have the reigning NBA MVP, the lowly Knicks, the, the, the little engine that could, managed to defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder with, uh, I mean, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and of course, the return of Carmelo Anthony. Surely the Knicks had no chance, even as I said that the Knicks had no shot. Beat the Thunder 111-96. The Thunder get blown out in the fourth quarter by the B-Squad of the Knicks. The B-Squad. I, I mean, Carmelo Anthony, 5 of 18 shooting, 12 points, no points in the second half. Whining to the referees for calls, even though uh, Oklahoma City actually uh, attempted 20 free throws uh, last night. So it wasn't that much of a disparity in terms of uh, foul calls. This was just straight up, you guys got bossed by the B team for the Knicks. So no KP, uh, and you literally had... uh, 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 masterful performance <laughs> I mean that, that's all you can say about it from Michael Beasley I mean still straight up bust Michael Beasley 30 points uh, 11 of 18 shooting 6 of 7 for the free throw line I mean he, I, I don't even know what else you can say he even rebounded uh, he even had rebounds Michael Beasley had rebounds and assists Th- this is impossible you would swear this couldn't have happened so I mean this was by far the most satisfying thing that could have happened uh, for the next season is just having Carmelo come in. Yes, we gave him his applause. And then we kicked his ass. <laughs> we kicked his team's ass. Oh, my. Oh, that felt so good. Honestly, that, that, that was one of the best feelings I've had in, as a Knicks fan in at least, a, I'd say, probably a decade. I mean, that felt so good last night. So good. So cathartic. Just seeing Melo tie up the ball, being a ball hog, not passing the ball, uh, causing, uh, uh, basically, he had three turnovers. But I mean, they were all bad turnovers, too. Uh, but it was beautiful. And the stat line that I love best is, because Westbrook actually shot the ball well. He, uh, well, well, by his standards, he actually hit 50% for once. Uh, but they, they put up the stat line of the Thunder and showing the highlights of out of the NBA of guys who've taken over 150 shots on the year, 
that Carmelo, Paul George, and Westbrook at the bottom are the three worst shooters in the league by far in terms of uh, players who have had high volume of shots. So that tells you that the three of them are just soaking up shots and just throwing it up because they're so used to shooting the ball that they don't want to pass to each other. It, it Like, all of the numbers are pointing towards these guys. I mean, Mel never passed, uh, to be honest. So Mel had one assist last night. Westbrook had seven. I mean, Westbrook... I can tell Westbrook looks frustrated. And, you know, this this loss is... Uh, as much as uh, they, they were able to get the win against the Pacers, but this loss is going to sting for a little bit. Because... You know, knowing how Melo is, he, he's he's going to start venting his frustration to folks. And it's going to be interesting to see how Westbrook handles that. Because, you know, Westbrook, this is Westbrook's team. But right now, no one on this team is really doing anything. I mean, the fact that they were playing Nick Collison. I even, you know, I was shocked that Nick Collison was still actually playing. I, I thought when I saw him on the bench for Oklahoma City that he'd become an assistant head coach. Uh, but, I, I mean, this is just like, you got to be kidding me with Oklahoma City's uh, roster right now. Uh, you know, there is no one else that can actually put up any offense on this team. And, you know... You got three superstars that can't figure out how to share the ball and make life easier for one another. I mean, it's a lot of ISO play. I mean, li- literally, this is the lineup the Knicks threw out against uh, Oklahoma City. You've got uh, Jared Jack at the point, Courtney Lee at the two, Beasley uh, starting uh, in essentially as a power forward. Uh, uh, f- uh, for the most part, uh, well, he, he was he was playing the wing, but he was also playing large minutes at the at the four because he was scoring so well. Uh, O'Quinn was playing uh playing uh, uh as well, and then you had Cantor uh, kind of playing off the bench because he's still banged up, and Lance Thomas uh, uh playing a lot a ton of minutes. But that's that's really realistically it. I mean, uh, McDermott uh was in the mix as well, but. You know, the Knicks did not play a big man lineup. I mean, this is a pretty, like, pedestrian lineup the Knicks put out there. And Oklahoma City could not boss us uh, that much on the boards. I mean, that that was... I mean, uh, yeah, they, they they were able to get offensive rebounds, but they weren't like, oh, we got offensive rebounds and we're going to get an easy putback in. It's like... Oklahoma City was getting uh, offensive rebounds where t- they threw up a brick and uh, got a long rebound. So, again, uh, a lot of just standing around and watching. And, you know, that's just that's just uh, how I've become accustomed to looking at Carmelo Anthony uh, teams. It's just a lot of standing around and looking. And, you know, sometimes it feels good after all these years to have your point validated. But, you know... I am so glad to get that win because for so many years I kept having to hear people tell me that Carmelo Anthony makes his team better, and I just, I just wholeheartedly disagree. But uh, you know, it is what it is. He's moved on. We have to move on as Knicks fans, and uh, 
that's all there is to it. But uh, that's the show for today. Uh, best of luck to all of you in your fantasy matchups uh, for the NFL. And uh, we'll, we'll get after it the next time. So uh, bye for now and uh, take it easy, everyone. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, I'll take giselle okay <laughs> is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.